My name is Kimberly Gray and I'm a recovering drug addict. I'm going to do a little bit of a series here on addiction. Um, I'm no specialist or therapist. I have no expertise when it comes to teaching. Um, I'm no meth doctor. Uh, and when it comes to drugs, I actually <clears throat> many times have to look up the chemistry behind them, which I do often. I am an addict though, and I think that qualifies me better than any therapist or psychiatrist since I've learned in, in my recovery of many, many years. I am um, 46, as of the other day. I took my first drug at 15, which is cocaine, and never looked back. I loved it. It took all my pain away. It made me confident. Uh, I got more done. Uh, it was ecstasy. At the age of 16, I shot my first dope in junk or heroin. Um, that killed the cocaine cravings until I found out that I could do both and called speedballing. And that's what I did for a few decades following daily an IV. Um, expensive habit. So many things that you have to do and places you have to go to sustain a habit. Where heroin is very much a physical addiction and you get very sick if you if you don't have it in you for a certain amount of time. Cocaine is a definitely physical addiction but uh, more of a mental one, especially crack, which I loved. Um, it affects your brain and as far as antidotes go I'm just thinking here with heroin I mean we've got um, adrenaline with prescription drugs we've got charcoal and with cocaine we got the dip um, if you're gonna OD on cocaine or take too much cocaine you're out of luck you're gonna have a heart attack and die I have been in 24 rehab centers um, over North America and I have been in 16 detoxes, detox, different detox centers. I have spent the equivalent of combined three and a half years in psychiatric wards, lockdown. I have had meth doctors being on a methadone program for five years. Um, I could keep going, but it's really get boring. Um, this isn't really about me as much as it is about me. Because through me, hopefully I can reach somebody and they can email me or leave a comment if they need to just talk. I wouldn't judge anybody. You can tell me you're on heroin right now and it doesn't affect me because I know the ramifications of addiction and it will inevitably do three things. You will end up in jail, or you will end up in institutions, or you will end up dead. I got out. I was a dealer. And I got out. And only because of the grace of one man. And his unjudgmental persistence to wait watch and be there when I needed it. Uh, 
I've had 27 electric shock therapy. All these things I'm, I'm rhyming off to you is just a direct result of my addiction. I have been arrested twice, held in cop shop, prison, I guess we call it, uh, but I was never charged for either one. I was caught with uh, illegal firearms twice. I should have been away now for 35 years. But because I told them before they found it, I, um, I don't know. I, I, it's weird. There's no, I have no explanation as to why I got off those. I have, uh, you run a crack house out of my home twice. I have been robbed of every single thing I have twice. I have been raped three times. I have been a person that is taken advantage of. I am a good person and I didn't know how to stop doing drugs and therefore given my innocence to a great degree was taken advantage of quite a bit. Still am. I mean sober. I'm still taking advantage of people I will say no and people are convinced they can convince me to say yes. And and I think that's partly because people mistake uh kindness for stupidity. And I can't judge them. I've got my own demons. Um, addiction, when we hit bottom, is pretty tough. It's a real tough road. I mean, whether you're living under a bridge, <coughs> excuse me, or you've lost your second yacht, everyone has a different bottom. Uh, mine was tragic and terrible. And I continue to live at rock bottom for six years. I don't talk to my family. I have no friends. I thought my friends in the drug world were friends. Uh, they aren't your friends, that's for sure. No matter how close you get. And you get close. I mean, people are sharing and stealing dope. I, um, for the first 15 years of using heroin cocaine daily, uh, it worked for me. It really worked for me. I, uh, extremely accessible in broadcast producing and that was globally so I was traveling around the world at all times having dope down my pants which would have put me away for a long time given international trafficking never got caught then uh, something happened almost overnight it stopped working first I was living to use and now I found myself using to live. I have a 15 year old daughter I have not seen in 12 years. Consequences of this addiction, disease, disorder, whatever you want to call it, I don't really care what you call it. The only way to recovery, whether it's 12 step or not, is to reach out to another sober addict. Another clean addict that is working a program and also speaking to someone clean every single day. Because it's only what we give back that we can keep what we have. And um, I have a column called Dear Addict. We have a lot of fun with it because recovery, if recovery is going to suck, 
Dude, I don't want it. I'll just keep doing dope, because that sucked just as bad. I might as well go out, you know, without being dumb. But, um, it doesn't have to be that way. Recovery is fun. It can be, and you have to make it that way. I'm not saying you stop dope and the next day you're laughing with new friends. But I guarantee you that next day if you walk into an NA meeting or a CA meeting or an AA meeting or any kind of meeting, you're going to have all of a sudden 30, 40 numbers that you can call when you get the craving to use next, which will probably be within the next 12 hours. That's what I could never do, was reach out and help, ask for help. Couldn't do it. I don't know, it's pride or selfish. And I guess really asking for help would be admitting that I have a problem. And I know I had a problem, but um, it's funny how <sighs> denial, denial, denial. I love denial. God, I love it. And not just with drugs and so many other things. You know, if, if someone's trying to talk to me, I'll just put in my head denial and I become this other person. At one point I was so many different personalities I didn't know what mine was. It's taken many years of recovery to find out who I am. And I'm okay today. You know, I, I kind of like myself today. And uh, that's a guarantee. And you know what? I don't want to ruin that. I lived too many years in those gutters with so much pain. And yes, there's pain in memory, but I deal with it. I call my sponsor, call another sober addict. I go to a meeting. I speak. I share my experience, strength, and hope to hopefully give you experience, strength, and hope. Um, if you are suffering from addiction where you cannot stop, does not mean you're weak. It's the drug. It will take you to the gates of insanity and back. And if you are suffering, I'm here. You will not be judged. And I'm just a listening ear. I'm a typewriter, so you don't even have to talk. That's a lot easier than I had it. Uh, you just have to type. <clears throat> That's all, guys. I just wanted to start <clears throat> my Dear Addict series on a audio level. Let's see what happens with it. I'm always trying to spread the word. My new book is called My Life is a Single White Female Drug Dealer. Um, I don't need to tell you where to get it because... You can get it anywhere, but I'm not here to sell my book. I'm here to sell you on the fact that maybe someone is just being honest and has an open ear that wants to listen. Because you know what? When you tell me what's wrong, it helps me stay sober. So, don't ever feel bad about talking about it with somebody. Bless. <laughs>